0: Marketers are more responsible than ever for revenue, right? It used to be, hey, I'm going to throw you a lead, you go turn it into revenue to the sales leader. But marketers are now being tied to the revenue generation.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. Join your host, Dots Oyobulu, as he learns from CMOs, agency leaders, and business leaders about the state of performance marketing, plus insights on strategies, campaigns, and intelligence for commercial impact connect the dots, and enjoy the latest episode. This episode is brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. If you're a business needing content promotion, podcast campaign production, or are looking to build effective B2B marketing strategies, Dots is here to offer you ultimate marketing leadership and expertise. Find out more at www.dotslovesmarketing.com.
2: Hi, marketers. This is Dots, and welcome to the Marketing Leadership Podcast. With me here, it's Drew Dexler, Chief Marketing Officer at John. And we will be talking about Podcast SEO, a new opportunity for content marketers. I know you guys are ready, so let's get it. Drew, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Dots. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So let's get right into it, Deb. Could you please tell us a bit about yourself, your background, your role, and the journey to where you are today with your career?
0: Yeah, absolutely. My name is Drew Detzler and I head up the marketing team here at Demand Jump. Demand Jump is a content marketing strategy platform that shows you exactly what to create to uh, get on the first page of search engines for, the, for whatever topic that's important to you. SEO has been a black box for so long, right? And people shy away from it because a lot of times they don't get results. So uh, Demand Jump set out to, to solve that to, help simplify it so that you don't have to overthink it. Our patented algorithm overthinks it for you and tells you what to write. But we're a small team here, a small marketing team at least, but we use our own tool to make things happen.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really impressed with the concept of an SEO strategy solution and having to make a SaaS product out of that, I think it's awesome. I think guys like even HubSpot, the creators of uh, pillar strategy and so on, we'll be jealous of what you do there. So could you tell us the story behind your momentum, how much traction you've gotten so far and the successes? Yeah, absolutely. I'll make
0: this part quick. Our founders created demand jump and set out to create a central source of the truth for marketers. The sales team has Salesforce, the accounting team has QuickBooks. Marketing teams lived in so many different spaces. They had to go to Facebook for ads, Google for ads elsewhere for offline ads and everything, SEO results, they all had to patch it together. So they set out to create something that was a central source of the truth for marketers so that marketers knew what they should be doing more of and what they should be doing less of. As a part of that, SEO reared its ugly head as something that people didn't, especially marketers, didn't understand what results were coming from it. And that was clear early on. So our data scientists put their heads down and created this algorithm or now patented algorithm that feeds our platform to pull together a ton of different search data around any topic that you enter to show you how those topics are intertwined, what content you should be creating, what content you already have, what's working, what's driving revenue, and so on. And that has turned into our main product over the last couple of years. And that has really taken off because I think, as I'm sure you'll talk about here in a little bit, whether it's search SEO, podcast SEO, or SEO, everyone feels like they're flying blind. So they really want some help on what they should be creating, what
2: they should be doing. Yeah. I love it. It's great to have that kind of solution because at the end of the day, it's important to have the direction, We're not just SEO, but any channel, in fact, really, to have that strategic framework. Who are the people we want to talk to? Why do we want to talk to them? And what's the objective? and trying to use that avenue to grow. That's pretty cool stuff. What is podcast SEO in your own words? What do you think about that term?
0: I relate it directly to search, right? So search mm-hmm. SEO is we want to make sure that our page shows up first for whatever question or thought that our customer is asking. And I see it the same way for podcast SEO. How do we make sure that our show and specific episodes are showing up when users, our target audience is searching for specific use cases or things that they want to listen to.
2: Absolutely. Have you ever come across people also calling this podcast visibility optimization, PVO? Or you've always heard podcast SEO? I haven't heard PVO. Is that a new term? Yeah, it's like a new term. And it's, when you have new channels like this, you're probably used to this based on your decades of experience. People just come up with a bunch of terms. And we did come across the PVO term. And in my experience, I don't think that has really caught on compared to like podcast SEO, which seems very straightforward, podcast search engine optimization. We'll see how this pans out. And it's interesting to see what people are trying to conceptualize when it comes to that old environment or that old field of search. Given the complexity of the competition with text, video, image search, the things that everybody is familiar with, do you think Podcast SEO is a fertile ground for marketers. So let me give you some context here. We don't have as much content generally on podcasting compared to standard search. For example, people hear about about podcasts nowadays, but it's not as popular Mm -hmm. as standard content for obvious reasons. So there is that tendency to feel, okay, maybe this is a bit of a fertile ground. Or there is an opportunity for podcasters to rank on podcast platforms because nobody's really thinking about it. And even this technology is not as grounded right now. So in terms of the commercial benefits, what do you think in terms of how having a well-optimized podcast for search can help drive commercial value for businesses or even the enterprise?
0: Yeah, I think of it. Oh, I'm always going to tie stuff back to text search SEO. That's just because that's where my... It's hard to get my brain out of that mode. But I think about it in connection with all other search formats and not just podcast SEO or, or podcast visibility on its own, out on the side, right? I think it's important to think about all of the places that people can find your podcast or can find anything that you're answering questions to, right? Your podcast, people are asking questions in Google search constantly that your podcast answers. So I think it's important when creating podcasts, make sure that we're answering questions that we know our audience is asking. And then using that podcast in more formats than just the audio or video format of the podcast. It'll live on YouTube. It'll live on the podcast channel. You can transcribe that podcast into a blog post. Just live on that. So that when people are searching those questions, they're showing up in Google search. Then they go listen to the podcast which will only boost the likelihood of being visible and showing up when people are on those podcast platforms and searching. So I think about it as in more of the holistic view of how you can use that content to increase search rankings on all channels. And I, quite honestly, to answer your initial question, I think that's very fertile ground. And I think a lot more marketers should be thinking about it that way and doing it that way.
2: Absolutely. I like what you said. I really love the fact that you mentioned an article spinner on podcasting. I think that is the future for content, especially on the text side. And I'm saying that because it's also something I do. Podcasting or podcast episodes, they have a way of it's me or you having a conversation here. There are some things you have to think about. There's some things you have to ponder about. So there's a lot of ideation with podcast episodes and that can always provide an opportunity for content repurposing compared to the very traditional way of writing content, just like your podcast and my podcast, very strategic in nature. The theme, the episodes, focus. you mentioned something about the questions that people would like to answer and things like that. So I think for marketers listening right now, you want to look at podcasting as a source for content in general. And then find a way to repurpose that in as many formats as possible. And especially with the article format. I think it's not really about writing the content around the guest or the host, but writing it about the episode, the idea of the episode, and then referencing the podcast episode within that article, and then having that as an additional source of content. I'm not surprised if marketers these days are running out of ideas for content. And if you get to that point, you can always refer back to your podcast campaign as a means to generate more content. So that's pretty cool.
0: I completely agree. A lot of marketing leaders think about their budgets and they think about, I have this budget for content. I have this budget for ads. I have this budget for the podcast. When it can really be mashed together, especially since most of the times you're spending a lot of money on your podcast. And that's why it's a bigger hurdle for a lot of marketers because it takes more work, energy and budget, right? So take that great conversation that you're having, that great content that you're creating and turn it into other formats. Use it elsewhere. I completely agree.
2: Let me ask a bit of another industry question here. So have you come across any podcast-only search engines? So an example is listening Notes. But we also know that YouTube has joined the podcast team. They've got the YouTube search. I think that's going to work for YouTube podcasts. And then we have Spotify and so on and so forth. But what do you think about podcast search engines in general? Do you think it's just platforms playing around to see what happens? Or at the end of the day, everyone is still going to submit to Google?
0: I don't think that the podcast-only search algorithms are advanced as the Googles and YouTubes just yet, right? Because it's a younger format, a younger channel. Their algorithms are still learning on what people are searching and if they do search this what are they really looking for i don't think they're as advanced yet i think they will continue to get more advanced and because they're not advanced right now that's why i continue to hammer home the idea of utilizing google to get more
2: people to your podcast
0: i think that's a way to grow it while those other algorithms catch up if that makes sense
2: yeah that makes sense and unfortunately it might not be so easy to catch up because Google is in the racing of its own against Microsoft. So the Google I.O. event just occurred and we had all these great announcements on how search has become even more sophisticated. So again, that's another topic for another day, but everyone is running basically.
0: Yeah, exactly. An example that comes to mind, this podcast that we're creating right now, I wasn't as familiar with podcast visibility optimization. So a good opportunity would be to turn this podcast into a blog post called what is Visibility optimization. People will go see that. And we know here at Dimension, we know we tested countless times, the results of having content with video and audio and having written content without video and audio and having that video and audio is a massive signal to Google and other search engines. That's a better, more expert piece of copy. So they'll rank it higher. They'll be ranked in the top three. People will click on it, then go from there to the podcast page and actually subscribe. So piggybacking off of that is a good opportunity.
2: That's really interesting. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, Marketing Leadership of Spotify and Apple, please do. This is where you get premium content from masters like Drew that speaks about different topics. In this example, podcast SEO, It can't get any better than this. This is stuff people pay for. So I would advise, I would recommend subscribe to the podcast for more like this one. Let's move on. Now, we are a lot of us might be excited right now. I'm personally excited with some of the things you've already said in terms of podcast SEO. And can't wait to get on the action, basically. Now, when it comes to categorizing the content, this is your field with a pillar strategy and things like that. How important is it to find unique podcast niches and cast names? For example, how would you know that rank one or bust is not named elsewhere? How do you conduct keyword podcast name research and how do you figure out the niche that works for you, where you can build your own audience?
0: Yeah, it's tough. As far as naming of a podcast, I, yeah, it's manual research is the only way I know to do to make sure that that's not already out there. But again, relating it to text search and text keyword research, the one thing we did in creating our podcast as a part of demand jump marketing channels was to make sure that we're answering the questions that people are actually asking. So when we do keyword research and when we do topic research, hey, what are we? Gonna, here's a great guest, what are we going to talk about with them? It's not, I've been in plenty of meeting rooms where it's talking about text copy of, hey, what are we going to write this week? I don't know. It's fall. We rake leaves a lot in the fall. It's right. But that's not helpful. And it's often wrong because we're just thinking about it from our perspective. So making sure that we're doing the keyword research using platforms that are out there, demand jump being one of them, shameless plug to make sure that you know what your audience is asking, and that'll give you the topics. They'll show you right there what you should be talking about and how you should be talking about it.
2: Absolutely. I already shared your tool with some of my colleagues because I think it's pretty cool. And again, back to what you said, just a couple of days ago, I was watching the Netflix documentary on the Challenger disaster, and leading up to that event, how members at the top at NASA We're just basically placing a vote on whether to launch or not and ignoring recommendations from data. So that's bad, right? With marketers, it's less risk. You are probably playing with people's life savings and that's it. I would say to all marketers out there, please, you always be objective when it comes to SEO strategies, when it comes to podcast SEO strategies, always use a tool like Demand Jump that gives you what are the opportunities, how do you have categories or subcategories in trying to spread your empire? What are the nuances with regards to that data or that information? And why it's important to stick to that data and use less of God's feelings. I'm not saying you shouldn't use that when it's needed, but whenever there is data available, data should always speak for itself. So I, I just wanted to hammer that in there. Any additional response or what do you think?
0: No, I completely agree. Yeah, exactly what you said. We're not saying that your gut feeling is wrong. There's a reason you're talking about it the way you're talking about it. There's a reason that idea in your head around what your company does or what you want to talk about on a podcast, there's a reason that's there. It's from past experience and that's a great starting point. But before you start putting massive resources into creating tons of episodes around that, do the research if there's data out there, make sure that you're talking about what people
2: are actually looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Let's look at keywords now. How does it look like from a podcast SEO perspective? Is it related to web SEO from a content pillar, keyword research perspective when it comes to finding ideas to how to better optimize your podcast? Would you say there's a bit of a different science to that compared to web or it's almost the same? I would venture to guess that
0: in the past, they were further apart than they are today. They're coming closer and closer together and how that optimization works on a text format and audio format. We have run many number of tests on text search. And the old days of keyword stuffing and making sure you include that keyword X number of times to write a good piece of content is over. And we've seen that with the new releases that Google has put out of the helpful search. Or helpful content updates. They're not looking for you to keyword stuff. They're not counting how many times you're using that word to make sure that it's a good piece. They're using intent signals to make sure that it's actually helpful content. So I would venture to guess that podcast SEO is trending in that direction, if not already very close. And that if this episode were about podcast visibility optimization... You don't need to make sure that you use that word 20 times, 30 times throughout the podcast, just talk about it naturally. And the podcast search engines will pick that up and actually they'll likely punish those that just stuff it with that keyword.
2: Yeah, you're right. I think I learned about core podcast SEO about two years ago. And at that time it was just basically keyword stuffing, like stuff the title stop the description and you will drag. But with the growth of podcasting day after day, month after month, we can actually see that it's getting closer to the contextual experience that Google is known for nowadays. And I like what you said about writing or communicating naturally, because Google now also picks up in terms of context. In my interview with Brian Kramer, he talked about the human to human relationship, and how you can merge. Context with the needs of the audience, and now that can bring in overall marketing success. So that's great to hear. Thank you for that. Again, I will reiterate that this is a growing media space, like ChatGPT and some of the other ones there. And in terms of the stack, again, I think we are diving a little bit deep here. My listeners would like to know what the optimization stack looks like for success. These are things that many of us, I would almost bet, don't take into Cognizance. So we'll look at them one after the other. The fourth thing is the episode lens. What is your optimal podcast episode runtime that you think can help drive virality of content? YouTube uses this a lot as well. Me personally, 30 minutes. That's my thought. I would say that keeping to time is easier said than done, (laughs) personally. It's something I continue to work on, but I agree with you on 30 minutes because data shows that in the US, if you are to use your smart speaker when driving to work, that means it takes yeah. about 25 minutes each on the regular commutes. So if it crosses 30 minutes, it's likely that person will not finish the episode before dropping off to the car park. So whatever fits the region or the country's average commute time, basically. It's what works. And that is around 25 to 35 minutes to 30 minutes. So yeah, I agree with you on that. And just to reiterate, if the system does not discover that you have a code consumption rate can be tracked on Apple Podcasts, then there will not be that spread. It's the same thing with YouTube. Guys, like I'm a huge fan of Mr. Beast, by the way. He says you have to have that engagement, natural, authentic engagement. So that people watch your videos to the end you short enough and they watch the, you have that high consumption that drives virality. Let's look at something else, metadata in terms of what needs to be optimized, whether at the episode level or at the podcast level. What are some of the metadata items that you think people should pay close attention to when it comes to a podcast SEO?
0: I think about it from the same way I think about search and metadata is really in my eyes for click through rate. It's really to get them interested in that episode. Like you were just saying about the consumption rate and same for text, which is time on page. That's how the search engines determine whether it's useful and helpful and genuine or not. But the metadata in my eyes is how do we get them to give it a shot in the first place? So keywords are very important
2: from that aspect. Yeah. So standard stuff like. Titles, meta descriptions, podcast art in some cases. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's very easy for our listeners to follow. The most important thing is make sure you don't ignore it because when you start to produce podcasts at scale, like every week, some of the core processes that created a strong foundation may start to drop behind because you have a lot of things going on. So it needs to be ingrained in the process in the strategic process, too, so that that gets done and you never gets missed as the podcast episodes come out. Do you have any other ideas for optimization for podcasts today? Our guys want to get in on the action before this market becomes saturated, give it to the end of the decade, maybe.
0: I've already mentioned it a couple of times, so you're probably sick of me saying it. But the idea of using that content elsewhere, there's a company here that we use called Casted. And their term is amplified marketing. And it's all about taking that podcast episode, that rich piece of content that you've created, that you spent a lot of money on and a lot of time and resources on and using it in every format, using the video, YouTube, using the transcript to create a blog post, using and including that podcast clip in the video on that piece of content, on that text content, and using it anywhere and everywhere you can. Don't think about it as a silo and it will drastically improve your podcast search engine optimization by including it elsewhere.
2: I like the fact that I use Casted. With every guest, I always try to pick something that shows that this is the guest. And you just said that right there. You also recommend Casted. I personally believe it's the best out there for podcasting. And not only for the reasons you mentioned, but also on the B2B analytics side. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it finds a way to tie all these contents to companies that are listening, contacts that are listening, and some of the very ABM opportunities in this new world of ABM podcasting, which is uh, another topic for another day. So big ups to you on that. Let's look at tools and analytics. It's actually, we are right on the money here. So aside from casting or any of the podcast hosting tools out there, do you know any Podcast SEO tools that mirror their web counterparts, or would you maybe recommend people still using some of the web tools, since there's a lot of interlinking going on?
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I'm interested to ask you, this what tools you use. We
2: do use the VoxToolize. I think that's the only one I know right now that gives like Ahrefs version, for example. Yeah, but feel free to let me know what are the closest web SEO tools. That also gives context into podcasting effect to say, if I use this tool for my podcasting strategy research, it will definitely make an impact on podcast platforms.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again, shameless plug, Demand Jump. We use our own, we eat our own dog food, we drink our own champagne, whatever you want to say. We use our platform that is people primarily use for search right now, but it's really for any search engine optimization. And we use our platform to determine what people are asking about around topic clusters, pillar-based content, these things that we're talking about and that we can help people with. We input that topic and it shows us a prioritized list of the questions that people are asking around that topic so that we know what we should be talking about in our next podcast episode. And that network of content that network of questions that people are asking around a certain topic is always shifting the human mind is always thinking slightly different than it was yesterday so there's always new questions popping up and it's a moving target so it helps us know exactly what we should be talking about
2: with our guests yeah makes sense let me write down your shameless blog a little bit so are you better and cheaper than answer the public for example because it's a very that's also a well known topic cluster too
0: We are not cheaper than answer by the public. I'll tell you that right now. We are not cheaper than answer the public. And I can't say that it's a bad tool, right? If you don't have the budget to work with us, get started with them. But our patented math is proven to work. We will deliver results for you when it comes to search.
2: That's for sure. But
0: absolutely. If you don't have budget to spend, just get started using something like answer the public.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. I think you've got a much more expanded suite of solutions. Yeah. Cause I checked them out as well. So please sign up to demand jump and reach out to the support if you need any help on how to scale. ROI is the main thing. As long as you get your ROI, please don't be stingy with your market. It's quite commentary on YouTube. They've got their podcast tool. They also will be introducing analytics. They've got their search engine, obviously. Do you think that's something that podcasters should be watching, like their podcast analytics? There's not much about it it's out there right now, but I'm wondering, is that something that marketers should be paying some attention on given the wealth of data that YouTube already possesses?
0: Yes, absolutely. Because I would believe that they have a slightly better search engine at this time than specific podcast search engines. So if you have the content, I would say that it would be easier to be visible there than in podcast search engines right off the bat, But that's just my view. But yeah, I absolutely think they should be thinking about it and spending a little bit of time on it. Sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, not much to talk about it right now, because as we speak, things are being released on the YouTube side. So we'll see how that pans out. So let's get into the website right now. I definitely agree with you that there is a union between podcast and web SEO and If not already integrated, there is already some integration happening, but when it comes to having a podcast website, which is obviously a recommendation, would you prefer a self-hosted podcast website to help with SEO, or would you prefer a host podcast-hosted website? For example, some of these hosting companies provide like a landing page builder or stuff like that, that's versus having a very specific URL. So what would you think about that from an SEO perspective?
0: It really depends on your end goal. Are you trying to drive traffic and leads through that channel? Or is it a standalone channel? If the end goal is to drive leads and conversions through it, I think having its own URL would be good. But... If it's to gain listeners and gain brand awareness, I would make the assumption that those podcast hosted pages jump up to the top of the rankings quicker than creating your own site. If that were me. Would
2: you agree? Yes, I would agree. But one additional information is the shift in the expectation of podcasts in general, especially B2B podcasts. You've had a recession, whenever there is a recession through, <laughs> the first thing people are going to cut is marketing. So, We are now in an age whereby if you are not a true growth marketer, then you should try something else. You should try another profession. Maybe become a, a soccer player or something. Because the growth aspect is more demanded this day than ever before. For example, we have a lot of marketers that don't work with sales. Marketers that don't work with customer service. That is changing right now because business leaders are saying if you are not ready to contribute to growth, then maybe we need to find somebody else. So my point is, we are now shifting to a place whereby no matter how small the initiative is, it has to tie to something. Lead generation, most especially lead generation, it has to tie to revenue, it has to tie to the underlying business objective. So what might be happening is that if we are using your template right there, most people will have to connect to having standalone websites, because their goal is changing from just thought leadership or brand awareness to delivering some sort of a conversion. Would you agree with that shift?
0: Oh, wholeheartedly. Marketers are more responsible than ever for revenue, right? That used to be, hey, I'm going to throw you a lead, you go turn it into revenue to the sales leader. But marketers are now being tied to the revenue generation. So I absolutely agree with that.
2: Yeah, that's right. Honestly, Drew, this. As been a great episode. And I think it's going to be a classic years from now. And yes, we are going to repurpose this into every content format possible, including articles. Yes, I'm really, really excited to have you here to have your perspective on this. Again, I know this topic is very new and I will probably see the true product in the next couple of years, but it's time to still talk about it right now while we have other people talk about what's trending. So where can our performance marketers find you if they need help ranking on page one?
0: Absolutely. Go to demandjump.com and create your free account and get started. Get started creating that content. Yeah. Would you also like to share the details on your podcast? Absolutely. Our podcast is called Page One or Bust. And it is all about SEOers and marketing leaders and CEOs and how they view search engine optimization as a part of their larger marketing strategy.
2: So go ahead and subscribe, please. Yeah, yeah you heard the man, subscribe. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. Please see episodes at dotslovesmarketing.com and subscribe to the Marketing Leadership Podcast on Apple and Spotify. you next episode, connect the
1: dots. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Leadership Podcast brought to you by dots loves marketing there will be links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes if you enjoyed this episode please leave a five-star review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode this episode is brought to you by dots loves marketing if you're a business needing content promotion podcast campaign production or are looking to build effective b2b marketing strategies dots is here to offer you ultimate marketing leadership and expertise Find out more at www.dotslovesmarketing.com.